I have a question for you. How are you feeling this year? Are you feeling great, having lots of energy, or are you feeling burned out or feeling like, oh, I'm heading toward burnout and I want to prevent it? No matter where you are on that spectrum, you are in the right place because we are starting a series on Get Real Energy without living on lattes. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. Thank you for being here. I am so excited that you are joining me for this series because we're going to be talking about everything from things that you're doing inside your brain and a mental and emotional habits, all the way to physical habits, things you're doing in your body, as well as the external stuff, what you're doing in your environment that can give you or take away energy. It's all about energy habits in this series. And today we're going to be starting with the inside job, the mental and emotional stuff. And we're going to do this this session and next or this episode and next because there's a lot to it. Now, I will go ahead and say off the bat, I am not a healthcare provider. I'm not a mental healthcare worker. So everything that I'm going to be sharing with you are things that are from research that I'm trying myself, that my clients are using. And then I want you to take those things and apply them in your own life. If you are dealing with a, a mental, emotional situation that you need professional help, please go get professional help. Don't, don't just rely on what we're talking about today. But for great mental and emotional energy, what we're talking about this episode and next episode, I encourage you, give it a try. The first thing I want to talk about is meditation. Now, I've got some clients who they are like, oh, yeah, I'm willing to try that. I want to do that. Other clients that are, no, meditation's just not my jam. That's okay. There are many things that you can do for your mental and emotional high energy and wellness. You don't have to meditate. However, there is so much great information, so much great research, such a long history of how beneficial it is for your mental energy that, yeah, I have to cover this. And it's also something that I'll share with you, a particular type of meditation that I am beginning to experiment with more myself and how I'm making the habit of that based on the, all the episodes that we just finished on how you make a new habit stick, because this is at this in this way, in this new method is a new habit for me. All right. So one of the really cool research studies that just blew my mind was it was out of Harvard Medical and it was an eight-week study. So this wasn't something that went on for a gazillion years where somebody was meditating on the side of a mountain for their life. This was in just eight weeks of meditation. There are two parts of the brain that they saw shift. One part's the hippocampus that deals with memory. Another part of the brain that they saw a significant change in is the amygdala. That's part of the brain that deals with how you handle stress. 
And in just eight weeks of meditating 20, I think the average was 27 minutes a day, those parts of the brain changed. Isn't that amazing that how what you think, how you think, what you do for 27 minutes a day can change the physical structure of your brain? That, that is just astounding to me in just eight weeks' time. So that's a big motivation. The other study that came out, this one is the one that I really latched on to from a, for a personal reason. So part of my personal story is I was dealing with some of my hormones and especially my cortisol being completely out of whack. It was high when it needed to be low. It was low when it needed to be high during the day. And cortisol is a good thing. You need it in your body. You need it in your brain. You need it in your life. But you need it at certain levels and you need it to function in, in certain ways. And it what mine wasn't doing that. I had mine had gotten messed up and out of whack. So the great news was recently my doctor told me that, okay, your cortisol is back in the rhythm that we want it to be. It's high when we need it to be high, it's low when we need it to be low. But overall, it's running on the high end. It runs about 25% above the midline. So it's high normal. I was like, okay, well, that's great, but it's not great because it means that since it's already on the high end, whenever life happens, because life can get stressful for all of us, right? You have situations happen. If I'm already on the high end of normal, when something happens, it bumps me higher. And then what happens? Then I'm not able to sleep. Then things are messed up. I was like, I don't want that anymore. And I knew that meditation was something that helped to lower cortisol. So I've I've meditated here and there. I've dabbled with it, um, but I've never made it a habit. And I said, if I'm going to go to the effort to make this a habit, I'm all about ROI on anything and especially any health habits. So I'm like, I want to find the one that lowers cortisol the most or the fastest or something. So I started doing my research and I came across this study that was just like, oh my gosh, this was so cool. So I'm going to tell you some of the results of this study and then I'm going to tell you what they did and then you can take this and run with it yourself. So the results of this study were that the meditation that I'll tell you about that they were doing in the long term, meaning six months to nine months, lowered cortisol by 25%. And when I saw that, you all, I just started jumping up and down because I was like, 25%, that's approximately the amount I need to lower mine to get it down to the midline. Statistically, if I will meditate the way they talk about, if I will meditate for six months, I will lower that. Something else that came up as a result that was really cool with this, and I'm just going to read directly from their study, from that results, was with mental training, and I loved how they called that mental training versus meditation. With mental training, cortisol levels decreased steadily until six months into the training regimen, regardless of the practice content. Now, I'll explain regardless of the practice content in a minute. But the decrease steadily until the six months, and then at six months, it flattened out. In other words, whatever results anybody was going to get at six months, that's when it just stayed steady. Obviously, the people had to keep meditating to keep those results. That was so cool because when we talk about making 
a shift in a healthy lifestyle. This is a side journey, but it's so worth it because it's such a tie-in. When you have any new lifestyle habit that you're making, there's something that we call the adherence drop-off curve. And that means if you're making a habit of exercise or eating well or whatever lifestyle change, when you stick with it for six months and at six months it becomes a habit, you've got it. You're not having to think about it or put little post-it note reminders up or whatever you're doing to help you remember this new habit that you're doing. You've moved from action to identity. And we've talked about this a little bit. And that happens at the six-month mark. And I just thought it was so cool that the changes that happen in the brain and the hormones all happen over a six-month period, and then it sticks. Obviously, for this, you have to keep doing it to keep the benefit, but it's you've made that shift in six months. So that was just a really cool thing. Another result from this, I'm going to read directly from their study. Our results show that daily mental training for three to six months can buffer the long-term systemic stress load of healthy adults. I'm going to read that again. Our results show that daily mental training for three to six months can buffer the long-term systemic stress load of healthy adults. That tells us the systemic stress load, all the cortisol that's running through your system, long-term, three to six months of daily mental training, it's going to buffer that. Let's go ahead and talk about all these training cohorts. They had three different styles of meditation that they compared. And this was where I started, you know, was getting into my, okay, which type of meditation decreases cortisol the most? That's what prompted my reaching out to see what research was out there on this. They looked at three different styles of meditation or mental training. One was a loving kindness meditation. A second one was a breathing meditation, a mindfulness meditation where you're focused on your breath, you're focused on your body senses, you are in the moment physically and keeping your mind focused on one thing. And then a third type was more being aware of your thoughts, something that they called perspective taking. And that was one, I'm happy, just side note on this. If this is something that you want us to go deeper into on this episode, on this podcast, I am happy to do that. And the first two types of meditation I'm familiar enough with that I can teach you about it. I'm not a meditation teacher, but I could teach you about those two. The third type, I don't know enough about it. I'd have to bring somebody in. And if you want that, I'd be glad to do that, uh, to bring somebody in to teach us more about the perspective taking meditation, more of the kind of life attention, how do they even describe it? Uh, Observing thoughts meditation. So all three lowered cortisol equally. Any meditation will work. You just need to do it. About 20 to 30 minutes a day was their regimen. And the other thing I loved was five days a week. Their research study was set up, not that people were meditating seven days a week, but five days a week. And I love that from a habit standpoint because you're going to miss a day here or there. And if you feel as though, oh, I missed it, it's not doing me any good, it's easy to fall out of the habit. But if you know that I just need to do this five days a week, that's much easier to fit into your schedule and commit to. So the loving kindness meditation, though, and the observing thoughts meditation, those not only affect 
lowering cortisol long-term, but also affect how you handle immediate acute stress. And that was something else as a side benefit that I really wanted. Whenever I saw that cortisol was my main goal, but when I saw that, oh my gosh, one of these other two types also has the impact of if you're dealing with an acute stressor, you know, a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, whatever, it's also impacting how you handle that in the moment. You're going to be better off if you've been doing loving kindness meditation. So for me, this is where I am putting my own work to work. And I six months from now, or I've been doing this a month now, so now five months from now, I can give you an update on how it is working. Because what I'm doing is all those things that we talked about in just the previous episodes of how do you make a healthy lifestyle stick, I am taking all of those things I taught you and applying them to making this new habit of meditation. As I mentioned, I've meditated on and off a little here and there, but for it to be a habit means I need to be doing it for six months consistently, and I'll tell you how that works for me. I've used all those things we've talked about in these past episodes. I've used them to make other habits, but I'm applying it to meditation now, and I will let you know how it goes. Mental energy habit number two. So number one was meditation. Number two is laughter and play. Sometimes you do this through what's called mood induction, and that's just thinking about something that makes you feel good. And why is this important? Because to have great mental energy, you don't just need to lower the stress hormones. You also need to increase your serotonin. You need to increase your feel-good hormones. Laughter and play, thinking about something that makes you feel good, does that. So start noticing when you feel, oh, I'm starting to get a little bit angry or I'm getting a little bit frustrated. I'm not feeling as playful. That is a sign to take a break and go find the fun. Sometimes finding the fun means that you're taking a break and you're going to go do something completely different. Sometimes finding the fun means how can I make what I'm doing more fun? I was reading in a book just yesterday of somebody who they were doing a project and everybody that they were doing the project with was doing it one particular way. And that didn't sound very fun to them. So they were like, okay, if I'm going to have to do this, what's a way I can do this to make it fun? So I encourage you, ask yourself that. If you've got something that you need to do anyway and you feel mentally drained about it, ask yourself, how can I make this more fun? If you got to do it anyway, what can you do to inject some play into it? Because the playfulness is going to increase your serotonin and make you feel better. All right. So your takeaway for this is consider meditating. Definitely find some ways to have some laughter and play. And then in our next episode, we're going to dive deeper into stress management, not from a what's going on between your ears standpoint, but in a how do we handle this practically speaking, because you need both. And part of that is even how do you handle your work? And that's going to be something I shared that a boss, a former employer really helped me with when I was going through a time that I was not enjoying my work and it was really stressing me out. 
and my energy was really low as a result of that. If you would like the research references, just reach out to me, Sherry, at theveriolife.com, and I will get those to you. Thank you so much for taking all this great information and go getting yourself some real energy without living on lattes. Can't wait to be with you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.